This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Welcome to Breaking Banks Europe, the number one global fintech radio network. This is episode 191, focused on gender lens investing. I'm Elizabeth Kleinfeld, today with Lisa DeSevo. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, very briefly, Leeds today, I'm a co-founder and managing director of Prana Venture, that is a venture capital um, investment firm based in Italy. And I'm also the founder and um, president of SheTech, that is an organization that fosters women in technology and entrepreneurship. And is it right that Prana Ventures you know, your early stage VC investing somewhere from 500K to 3 million? Yes, it's right. And basically, we are a seed post seed venture capital firm. And usually, uh, investment firms focus on this sector uh, are more um, concentrated on the selection phase as their investment thesis. Here in Prana, we are more focused on the managed phase, so, so on the operational support that we give to our portfolio partners or startups, as you prefer to call. Yeah, very nice portfolio company, super. Um, and one last thing, so that folks who are listening to this know, y'all are sector agnostic, correct? Yes, so we are sector agnostic because we focus mainly on, uh, because of our operational support or on uh, European and uh, Italian founders. And so this is give us the opportunity to invest in the best uh, companies uh, without uh, a specific focus. Fantastic. So we're going to talk about specific challenges for women in VC and women raising capital uh, in this episode. Um, you know, there are challenges that female investors have when they start funds in Europe. Could you say what has been, you know, the, the hardest thing yeah. for, for you to do and how you did it? And um, maybe we can learn from you for those who haven't started a fund, but maybe you're thinking about it. Yes. Okay. Let's start saying it that uh, it takes a tremendous amount uh, of effort, uh, more than I expected, uh, raising my first fund. Okay. And uh, also that challenges always give us, uh, I mean, the opportunity of raise our confidence in a way, because uh, um, when we succeed, we usually learning uh, something new and we feel better, basically. Uh, but about uh, the challenges, uh, first of all, uh, the most important uh, is that nobody teach me before how to raise money. And basically, how to ask money to someone else, okay? And, uh, you know, um, VC Jobs uh, is manage someone else's money in order to make more money, said but true. And this is uh, the key uh, role of a general partner of a C fund. And, um, I mean, the other difficult, of course, is that basically the VC network is very closed, 
and uh, most of uh, the LP that manage institutional uh, money are men. And so it's a very close community. Um, but uh, what I learned during my experience is uh, always that you can, uh, I mean, ask for help and that um, you will be surprised that all the people around you, all the community are, uh, I mean, basically willing to help. Okay, so I received a lot of help from, uh, I mean, banker or also from other uh, um, GP partners of other venture capital fund here in Italy that I met before and during my career and um, a lot of advice and um, me and my partner, business partner Alessio are also able to switch our, I mean, um, selling proposition in order to also divide it by ourselves uh, the uh, typology of LPs. So we learn a lot during uh, these uh, two years uh, of uh, fundraising. And um, also COVID, I can say, helped help me in a sort of way because of, uh, you know, there are no... Uh, needs of uh, physical meetings uh, in order to can reach this kind, I mean, of uh, LP. And uh, so it was quite easier and quite quicker, maybe make a call or understand if uh, an LP is interesting in your funds or, uh, or not. But basically it was very tough. Do you think at the end of the day, as tough as COVID uh, was, as tough as it was to raise, during COVID, that COVID might have helped you? Yes, in a sort of way, yes, because uh, you know, you know, you do not need to go to dinner or uh, you know um, other events to meet LP. But uh, online, it was quicker and simpler in a sort of way, reach this kind of uh, people, however. And I can say that uh, we have sent at least and met um, around five hundred people in order to raise our funds, okay? And um, now a day I have uh, uh, 50 LPs and one of 50 is a woman, the other 49 are men. Wow, that says a lot. That really says a lot. So, I mean, when you were talking about how men in a way have this natural network already, that, that speaks to that wonderful that they were willing you know to share that network with you at that most crucial time when you were raising um when i started great stuff ventures back in in 2018 with francesca Oliverti and and two others um my husband and gianluca valentini um you know the the one thing i thought that we had going for us is that there were two female founding partners and you're going to remember those folks, because the, the odds are stacked against us, right? But I really didn't realize it was stacked against so much of, of the yeah. 50 that there's only one other. Wow. Um, there is, Litz, there is another aspect uh, mm -hmm. about uh, the first call uh, I remember uh, during uh, the COVID is that usually, I mean, some people wait for the CEO at the call because they thought I was the secretary, basically, so... <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, um, how do you push through, you know, when you start 
your first fund, which is always difficult for any manager in the toughest of circumstances? Uh, basically, I want to try, okay, because uh, we have uh, one life and time uh, is the only scarce resource in our life. I want to try. And so um, that was my objective. And I want to try to, I mean, measure and understand if uh, I were able and I'm able to raise and run a venture capital firm. So this is uh, why I thrive. And then obviously the support of our work, of my family is very important. during oh, the absolutely. Visa. Because this is, you know, total <laughs> narrow focus, keep pushing, yeah. but basically just do it. So you were saying, I'm going to prove that I can do it, basically. Yes, basically, yes. And perseverance. Yes, yeah. the perseverance is uh, perseverance is yeah. is the most important thing. So, like, to what extent does it help you when bringing along other investors to co-invest in some of the companies um, that you're thinking about or that mm-hmm. are in your portfolio and are having another raise? That you're a woman. To what extent does it help you? Uh, basically. Um... I mean, I think that diversification is the key in uh, in this way because, uh, I mean, uh, both when you, um, I mean, ask uh, other investor to join you in a round uh, or um, other also business angel, as you mentioned before, always, uh, I mean, uh, the importance of diversification is in, in a portfolio is a uh, words that in an the finest word is uh, well known, you know, so diversification of the risk. So in a sort of way, uh, be a woman is a sort of a differentiation of the risk, okay, for a VC. Mm-hmm. And um, in a sort of way, um, I think that, um, you know, we are very different in a sort of way because we are different men, women, but also different uh, because of our background, basically. And um, I think that uh, this kind of uh, differentiation, I don't know, I don't want to be, to repeat a lot uh, this this word, but um, help me in every, help our firm in every challenge. I I remember you telling me um, a few days ago that, when you were needing to prove to some of the LPs about mm-hmm. track record that, you know, you shared the bets that you've been making and the kind of return that you made on those bets. So, you know, it is a different way of thinking both when you talk to LPs to, to get them on board, right. As, yes. as well as when you're talking to the fund managers or heads of angel groups, if you want to co-invest, it's, it's just, I think also the mindset of being willing to ask for help and not feel like you have to do it all on your own. I mean, I think that's also potentially something that's very different between men and women. Just look at, you know, you go on a car trip with your uh, significant other. Often my husband is not about to ask for any help along the way. And definitely I will. Um, Obviously it's not as simple as that, but I, I think it is good the ability for women to be willing 
to ask. Yes, for. you're right. You are definitely right. And um, I have to admit, Liz, that every day, um, I don't know how to say, but uh, I feel uh, the pressure to prove uh, that I can do my job as a man do. Yeah. And even better than a man. Okay, in a sort of way, I have to prove that, uh, I mean, I'm capable to run a firm every day. This is, a, uh, I mean, a sort of personal pressure I feel. The, the other thing, Linz, I think that is interesting to, to think about, I like to invest with others when I do an investment. Sometimes folks like to take the whole round for themselves. And that might be also another aspect of how women look at you know, skinning a cat, right? Um, we might say, you know, the, the community, the more people that are involved that can help this startup in different geographies, me being based here in the Netherlands, you being in Italy, um, that gives them leverage to be able to yeah. expand at the, the moment they want to expand into another geography that they might not have the connections. Um, so I think that's, also potentially another mindset. Um, you know, if you think of the lens that within Prana that you look at companies from, yeah. what, what is the, the way that you look at companies and is Alessio looking at things in a bit of a different way? Yes. Uh, so basically, um, both of us look at the business and stuff, uh, I mean, like that, because, um, but, uh, Personally, and uh, we, I look at the team and how the entrepreneurs that we met uh, or we meet every day uh, also um, answer to the mail of my team. Or, uh, I mean, uh, I give a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, I spend a lot of time on the reference call, me as well. We do at least the seven reference calls for each people of, of each team and also i yes and also i look at uh, i mean uh, um value of the people you know also for of the founder team that uh, is not uh, so obvious and uh, alessio always i mean um, uh, support me and uh, as uh, the same uh, value in a sort of way it, this is why we we choose each other to start prana also and um, so we both believe in people basically because uh, as you as you know if uh, startups uh, i mean fail is not for the business basically but it's for the people because pe people run businesses yeah it's it's all about early stages is all about the team mm -hmm. you know yeah um so you had mentioned you received like 23 100 plans within the last 18 months. And, you know, if a founder is not nice to certain people in your team, why, why invest in that founder when there will be another company that has just as good results that are nice? And um, by, yeah, by being nice to, to other team members, not potentially the ones writing a check that also shows how they might be able to do between one another, with clients, what have you. Yes, you're right, basically, Leeds. And, uh, you know, venture capital is a long-term uh, journey. 
So I would like to work with people uh, that are uh, nice uh, and in a sort of way that can, uh, I mean, join uh, and enjoy the journey with us. So this is uh, basically one of the value of our firms, uh, of my firm. I also like to see the, the willingness to share with others, you know, like you don't want the focus to be everywhere, but you want there to be within your portfolio companies, I would think, you know, some that are getting towards series B that are willing to share some insights with those who are raising their seed round or their um, pre-series A kind of thing. Yeah. And still I'm so lucky because I have, uh, I mean, uh, the possibility to choose uh, who to pick. Okay. In, uh, so, I mean, it's a very lucky position. Um, to, to what extent do you think that being a female GP can help in breaking the funding gap for female founders? Uh, basically, uh, basically the key, I mean, uh, um, for uh, raise uh, women in venture capital in general industry is uh, to provide uh, them more access in terms of uh, mentorship, okay? In terms of uh, industry networks, what I mentioned before, no? About the community, the sort of, uh, I mean, community mafia that is around <laughs> VC, okay? And... Um, also, other women like you and uh, like me maybe could uh, help with uh, their position. Uh, women to, I mean, develop, understand uh, the VC markets better. No, so what do you expect uh, to this industry? What uh, you have, uh, I mean, you you can face during your journey, and. Um, I don't know, one of the solutions maybe with uh, community mentorship. I know that uh, maybe and role model uh, is a quite common word, you know, nowadays, but uh, you need to make women comfortable entering in this kind of uh, venture capital world, okay? Um, yeah. Yesterday I saw the video, leaks, and uh, I would like to report uh, because I wrote down uh, the sentence. Uh, what uh, I mean, uh, a US VC, male VC, uh, react when they ask uh, him uh, why there are so few women in the venture capital uh, world. Uh, let me find it. Uh, there just isn't a population of qualified women who want to become VC. So, ouch. <laughs> So basically, um, he sustained that uh, if you are a qualified woman who wants to become a VC, then you are in the trenches already, okay? And so um, on my point of view is uh, like saying, uh, if you are uh, in, um, I mean, poor and you want to become a doctor, you have all the access to become a doctor. Nobody, I mean, can, uh, and if you are the, not a doctor, is uh, not because uh, you came from a different condition or you don't understand the other part of the world. So um, I think that, um, also, a lot of firms are working on the ESG environment in order to 
I mean, add more policies uh, about, I mean, uh, equality values uh, inside the firm and also uh, with the portfolio. And uh, I, I hope that this can help to have more women that can decide to put the money in the next technology that can change the world. I don't know. For me, it's the best job in the world, but. So, I mean, I remember, you know, five years ago, we were sitting out by a pool in Milan, you, me, Francesca, talking about being angel investors, and uh, there are hardly any female angel investors, and you said, yeah, I'm going to have a fund. Um, So you had planted that seed, you know, a while before, and I I think it's, you know, not letting these folks tell us we can't do certain things, and you just go for it and you do it. But I have seen a recent report that I found really quite um, disheartening from, Mm -hmm. from sifted on the, you know, exodus of female investors um, from European VCs. And I just wanted to hear what you thought some of the reasons were, and I'll tell you what some of the things that I I thought were interesting about that. You know, there were some good things as well coming, coming out of that. Um, But yeah, let's hear your thoughts first. Uh, basically, that one of the challenges not only enter uh, women into the VC industry, but also retain. That is the answer. Exactly. Okay. And um, basically, I'm not surprised at all because it's very tough. You you have a lot of pressure, and uh, you know that women are not caring only of their job, but uh, they are caring of their family, and this kind of work is very. I mean. I have lawyers that call me at uh, 10 p.m., uh, 11 p.m., also in the morning. So you don't have, uh, I mean, the 8-5 job, you know. And uh, retention is one of the key also, uh, if I can make a parallel of uh, the tech world, you know, in terms of women that enter yes. in the tech world. Also, after maternity, nobody returns. So this is another issue. But uh, so basically, um, what can I suggest uh, with mentorship again and uh, in, with also due diligence uh, from women that enter in the space of the VC firms that want to join in terms of value and uh, policies, uh, with uh, this kind of uh, tools, you can help a woman to retain into the firms, okay? Because uh, uh, it's not yet uh, only um, a nice thing to have, uh, is uh, mandatory, okay? To change the paradigm in turn of the firm, okay? Yeah. So in a sort of way, it can help. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the things you had said when we spoke before is, you know, we are motivated by values in a culture where we're motivated yeah. by having a culture that is embracing and not um tearing people down which you know the vc world of sometimes banking whatever can be fist on table doesn't always work right it's not yeah. uh well i i think that women um would like to see the carrot more than the stick quite often what i also think is um that there's a glass ceiling that some women, if they don't start their own fund like you did, or you know, I started my own angel syndicate, if you go in 
then there are a lot of women complaining that they're just not going to be able to ever make it up to being a managing partner. Um, and some may even say that their performance is measured and compensated differently than yeah. their male counterparts, parts, which, you know, is, is very frustrating. Um, but the, the, one of the other things that some of these women have mentioned, you know, when you do try to bring on more women for more diversity purposes, that they've been tasked to um, put more investment in female-led teams. And yet they feel like the hurdles they have to jump through to secure investment for those teams are yeah. ridiculous, right? So um, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword uh, to, to some extent. The, the, on a positive note, some of these women who are leaving are leaving to do just what you did, to start yes. their own funds. And I think that that's great. Yes, so that's uh, the positive news. And you know, Liz, this is a longer-term process. Yeah. Okay, number are changing, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, a very long journey, but uh, it's hard, however. It is a people, um, it is people game, you know, the, yeah, uh, the basically, yeah. your track record is very, very important. Um, you know, you're um, helping others, your willingness to be perceived yeah. as not just in it for, for you and the winner takes all, but like, if the pie is bigger, everybody's going to get a nice size piece. So let's just go to what kind of suggestions um, you would give to, to women who are thinking of entering this ecosystem. Um, basically, uh, three suggestions. Three. Uh, one, find, uh, I mean, a mentor, um, I mean, a people, a, a person that can inspire you in a sort of way and try to contact him or her. And um, the second one is that uh, basically you don't need uh, a finance background uh, or engineering background to jump into this world, okay? And the uh, third one, that uh, there are a lot of people that can help you during the, your journey through VC. So ask for help. I think that's a great one. Be it for a woman or a man, ask for help. You know, you say, you know, if I want to go here, here are some of the areas I want to go, look through your, your network and start asking for to be connected to those folks. And, and then you can see from those discussions, is it the right place for you? And if it's the right place, is that particular um venture firm, the, the right firm? Do they have the right values? Do they invest in companies? Um, is there, you know, remit, make you excited and, and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that we haven't touched upon that you say, oh, um, I really wanted to mention this today, or I had forgotten to say uh, this or that, that uh, you'd like to... Um... No, I think that uh, I would like only um, one sentence, Leeds, that uh, we need to provide the right resources to women in order to, I mean, retain uh, them and uh, attract a new talent into this amazing industry that uh, allows to shape and change the world in a sort of way. Very, very, very nice. There's... um. 
one thought that I'm, I'm going to add to this, and it's from an investor who's actually based in South Africa. She was a founder, and she said that she had no idea the hurdles that it took as a woman to get funding. But because of them, when she had her exit with her husband, she decided she was only going to invest in female-led companies. Um, and, and she's been doing that in South Africa mainly, but in other parts of Africa as well. So um, maybe we'll bring her on for another episode. And if ever there's a South African company that's looking to expand into Italy or, or the Netherlands, I'd like to, to get to know them better. And maybe yeah. have some companies that would at some point want to go to Africa let me know because she might have yeah. some ideas. Yeah, for sure. Africa uh, has an enormous amount of female entrepreneur, you know. It's, it really uh, does. More uh, than men. So I'm yeah. very, uh, yes. Yes, it's very um, good. Well, thank you so much for your time and looking forward to seeing you in Milan. Yes, thank Alrighty. you, Lee. You're welcome. Ciao. Thank you for inviting me. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.